My name is Ben. I'll be talking to us now about that passage uh, that Karen read to us from 2 Timothy. Over the past few weeks, we've been looking at the journeys to faith of a number of the Bible's key characters. We've heard about Abraham and Jacob, Paul and Peter. And some of that has probably left you wondering, is there anyone in the Bible with a more normal story? Abraham heard the voice of God. Jacob had a vision of a ladder and angels going up and down. Peter got to meet Jesus in the flesh. And Paul had his Damascus Road experience. Is there anyone in the Bible who has a story that's a bit like mine? Well, that is where Timothy comes in. Today we're going to be looking at the story of Timothy and how he came to faith. Now, Timothy was a fairly average Christian person, but then he grew up and became one of Paul's regional managers. After Paul would plant a church and leave, he would often send Timothy there to recruit more Christians, to appoint people to leadership in the churches, and to help root out any false teaching that had sprung up. How do we go from a regular Christian to then being one of Paul's greatest companions? In fact, Timothy and Paul were so close that Paul wrote two letters to Timothy. What made Timothy so special? Well, in chapter 3, verse 15 of his second letter to Timothy, Paul says this, From infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation in Christ Jesus. Timothy grew to know God through the Bible. He read the Bible, and in the Bible he met God, and by meeting God he was able to meet Jesus and see what Jesus had done for him and through that, he was able to accept it. It really is just as simple as that. I've spent a lot of time working with uni students over my life, and lots of them will come and tell me when I say, hey, all you need to do is read the Bible. They'll say, but the Bible, you can't trust it. It doesn't tell us the right things about Jesus. And as a history teacher, I decided to look into that. And the point, fact is, Nothing can be further from the truth. We have more documents talking about Jesus than any other person in history. In fact, we have so many copies of the New Testament that we can tell you exactly when one of the copyists made a spelling mistake. The Bible is one of the most accurate pictures we have of any historical figure. And that is because people trusted it. People knew that you could meet God through Jesus and so made sure they got the details right. We can trust what the Bible says about Jesus and when we meet Jesus, we meet God because in Jesus we see exactly what God has done for us so that we can come into a relationship with the God who created us. I've also heard people mention that Dan Brown's Da Vinci Code got it right and that the books of the Bible were just put there to preserve political power of the church at the time. But again, the more you look into this, the less that that holds water. I looked into the Council of Nicaea where people supposedly came up with which books should go in the Bible, but they were too busy debating the words of the Nicene Creed to decide what went, got to go in the Bible. No, the thing is, the books that we have in the Bible were the books that were being used by the earliest church. We have lists of which books people think should go into the Bible dating back till the second century. 
And those lists are pretty much the same as the books that we have in our own Bibles. The books in the Bible are there because the church have been using it for hundreds and hundreds of years because they believe these are the books that tell us who God is, that show us what God has done for us. And so it is by reading the Bible that we get to meet God and see who he is and what he has done for us and what he is continuing to do for us. And as we've mentioned, the Bible can be hard to read at some points. It can be hard to understand. But Timothy didn't become a Christian just by reading the Bible, shutting himself in a cupboard all by himself. Timothy was part of a community. Did you see in verse 5 that Paul said that Timothy's faith first lived in his grandmother and his mother? Timothy was part of a Christian family who taught him the Bible. Paul said in chapter 3 that Timothy knew the Bible from infancy. And this reminds us that even kids can understand the Bible. Even kids can read the Bible and learn about God. That's why we spend so much time in kids' zone, not just babysitting, but teaching the kids who come God's word. Because it's important for kids to know what the Bible says. We don't do this so that we can brainwash or indoctrinate them and force them to believe what we believe. We do this so they can know what Christianity is truly about. And then, when they get older, they can make an informed decision about whether they want to keep coming to church, keep studying the Bible. We teach kids so that they know what, what Christianity is on about. And then they can make their own decision when they get old enough. But this also reminds us that parents, you play an important role in the life of your kids. Timothy was taught the Bible primarily by his parents, by his mother and his grandmother. And parents, yes, you do this by reading your Bible with the kids regularly, but we also do it in many more ways that we don't recognize. Everything we say and everything we do leaves an imprint on our kids. I learned this particularly when I got married. As I was growing up, whenever my parents would have anybody over for dinner, they would make a roast, usually with apple pie for dessert. And so after I got married and Alyssa and I decided to have some people over for dinner, I did what you did. I cooked a roast. Now this was a silly idea. Alyssa and I lived in a 24 square meter granny flat. The kitchen consisted of a sink and a microwave. Our oven was so small it fit on top of the fridge. And yet I wanted to cook a roast. Why didn't I do something easier? Why didn't I order takeaway? I did it because that's what my parents taught me to do. Now they never told me to do it. I just learned it because that's what they did. And that forces us to question, what are we teaching our kids just by what we do? Are we showing them that church is important by making sure we get there even when it's hard? That we're signing on to the live stream even when we've had a terrible night's sleep? Are we teaching them that it's important to read the Bible by modelling that to them, by showing them that we read the Bible as often as we can? Everything we do teaches our kids something and we need to make sure we're modelling to them what the Christian faith really looks like. But this doesn't stop at the parents either. 
Did you see in verse 1 that Paul calls Timothy his son? Now, Paul was actually no relation of Timothy, but he can call Timothy his son simply because they are part of the same church. And Paul taught Timothy all about the Bible. And that means that even if you're not a parent, you have a great role to play in teaching others what the Bible says and what Christianity looks like. I can remember dozens of people over my life as I grew up in the church who taught me countless things about the Bible and about Christianity without ever saying a word. I remember the elderly people who would come out of their morning service just as I was going into the family service with my parents. They would remember my name and remember my birthday and always give me a birthday card. And by doing that, they taught me that the church is supposed to be a welcoming place, a place where everyone can come and feel loved. I remember the older people who would come to the evening service with me, even though they hated the music and the drums, but they came simply so that they could support the young people in the church and help them to grow. They taught me that church is about others and not just about me. And I can remember the Sunday school coordinator who tapped me on the shoulder after I was confirmed and said, hey, now it's time that you should start thinking about teaching Sunday school. She taught me that church was about serving others, not just about coming to have my own needs met. None of these people were my parents, but they were all part of the church. And they all taught me something about God and the Bible and what Christianity looks like simply by coming to church and living a Christian life. And so if you're not a parent, think about the influence you can have on all the people around you. Are you praying for the kids in our church? Are you showing your work colleagues that church is still important even though we're not meeting together in the same building? Are you still talking about the fact that you went to church on the weekend? Or do your work colleagues just assume that, like them, you slept in on a Sunday morning? What are you saying to the world around you by what you do? Timothy met God in two very important ways. He met God in the Bible by reading the story of Jesus, by seeing what God has done for us. And he met God in his Christian community by seeing a Christian life lived out, by hearing time and time again that God is calling us into a relationship with himself, no longer as his enemies, but as his beloved sons and daughters. And he has done this through what Jesus has done for us. This is why we're running Simply Christianity. We're running this because in Simply Christianity, you get to meet Jesus in the Gospel of Luke and you get to meet other Christian people. It's a great combination. And get excited. You have everything you need to help people meet God. You have the Bible. You can read the Bible with them. You can invite them to the service to hear it explained. And you have a great community here at St. Stephen's where you can introduce your friends to your other Christian friends. And the more Christians they meet, and the more chances they get to hear the Bible, the more likely it is that they will meet God and come to a saving knowledge of what Jesus has done for them. Take heart. 
There are plenty of people in the Bible like Timothy who didn't have a miraculous experience of God. No, they met God through the Bible and through God's people, particularly in the church. So commit yourself to church. Commit yourself to reading the Bible and show everyone around you that you're committed to those things because that is where you meet God. Invite people to the live stream. If we're allowed to meet together in smaller groups now, so why don't you invite some of your friends to read the Bible with you? Friends, this is a great time. It's a great time to show people who God is and to invite them to meet other Christians. So do just that. And maybe, like Timothy, they'll grow up and become significant people in the church. And don't limit yourself just to the adults. The kids in our congregation are able to learn this as well, and it's just as important that we teach it to them. Unfortunately, the church hasn't always done this well. There are far too many stories of kids who have been hurt or abused by people in the church. And this is why we have so many structures and safeguards in place now to make sure that this will never happen again because kids are important to the church. There's a saying that I quite like that says that God has no grandchildren. Timothy wasn't a Christian automatically because his parents were or because he was part of a church. No, Timothy became a Christian because he met God by reading the Bible and meeting with God's people. And so whenever we get the opportunity, let's invite people to do the same, to meet God by reading the Bible and meeting with God's people. Because that is where we can meet Jesus see what God has done for us and come back to him as his sons and daughters. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word and that it gives us the knowledge of salvation in Christ Jesus. And we pray that you will help us to reach out to our friends with your word and to introduce them to your people so that more and more people might come to know you. Amen.